1: It's me, Roz. How are you? I'm so good. I did another listener episode. I had the time of my life talking to these three. And of course, I want to talk to you too if you've got some stories to tell so you know what to do. Email ghostedbyraz at gmail.com Put in the subject line Listener episode Give me some bullet points Like a sentence or so Of some of the stories that we could talk about And get it on over to me Lady I'm just gonna call you lady Uh, I love it We've been doing these like what Every fourth episode like once a month I think it's so fun So let's keep it going I love talking to you guys and, um, yeah, my intro, just typical stuff. I got a Patreon link in description. Oh, if you want a cameo from me, I, th- I am just saying this. I think it is a amazing gift to get for someone, uh, just in general, cameos. I, I really enjoy cameos. I usually get a couple of cameos every holiday season for a couple friends and loved ones of just different people. I, I love it. And if you want me to like make a little video saying, hello, I love you, you're so great happy holidays. Um, you know, stuff like that, but don't like, don't be weird. Don't make me try to say like weird things to your husband or I don't know. I've had, I've had, I've been on cameo for a few years now. I've seen it all. Anyway, that, I think my name on there is still Roz Drezvelez. If you you either either search Ros Drezvelez or Roz Hernandez, whatever I'm on there. And, um, Oh, make sure you're watching the videos that we've been posting. We don't do video for listener episodes, but all the other ones, like the Laganja one, the Justin one, all of those are on YouTube.com. Go find them there. All right, here we go. Let's talk to three listeners. This month, we have got Jocelyn, Sandra, and Andrew on with the show we have got a repeat customer jocelyn from oakland hi jocelyn
2: hi Roz. hello hello
1: how are you i'm
2: doing well you know it's monday and i'm just trying to get through this week without catching any cold from the kids at my school so i can have a holiday break so (gasps) knock on wood for me I don't oh want to be God. sick during so break. So close. <laughs> yes, I just need to get You're through so this. So close. <laughs>
1: but yes, okay. I'm doing well. Well, Jocelyn, you've been on before. Mm-hmm. Ghosts, kids, w- th- we all love you. Oh,
2: thank you. Yes. The ghosts so- are obsessed
1: with me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What have you got to share today?
2: Oh, right. Well, I have a story. It's from about 11 years ago. I'll set the stage of the timing. Um, Okay, 11
1: years ago. So what year was this?
2: So it was uh, 2012. um, So the January of 2012, possibly, or maybe a few months into 2012. And, oh, 2012. um, I remember mm-hmm. it well. Yes, like it was okay. yesterday. No, okay, first... wait,
1: wait, wait You know oh. how I do this nowadays. <laughs> okay. You know how I do this nowadays. The year was 2012.
2: Oh, yeah. Ooh. Okay.
1: All right, that was Maroon Five. That was the quickest googling I've ever done in my life. Um, It tells me that that song came out in 2012.
2: Uh Now I can't tell you the month. I just know that it was this time because it was a few months after my father had passed away, and um, I was in the house that he lived in with some of my siblings and. It was late at night. We had all been talking and we were saying goodnight. Um, It was a very windy night. I need to add that. The winds were a howling. You could hear it in the trees. And um, I had said goodnight. And me and my uh, boyfriend at the time were leaving the house. And we stayed in a smaller place behind this house. So we had walked down the stairs from the top story down to the um front door so as i am closing the door for a second um the wind is so hard that i have to really pull the door with like force to like lock it and everything so we're walking yeah so then we're walking down another like flight of stairs it's like a full story of stairs to get down to the ground level and as we get to the bottom of the stairs We hear a rustling in the house, like a lot of commotion. That was really strange. And it's on the like, you know, lower level where we had just left. All the lights are off. We know nobody's in there because we just said goodnight to everybody upstairs. So upstairs is my brother and sister um, and my brother's girlfriend. They're all living in the upstairs. So we're like, huh, that's weird. And then we start hearing yelling from upstairs. I hear my brother's voice like yelling at somebody and cursing. We're like, what the hell just happened at the time that we left? So we walk back up the stairs, go and lock the door, basically run up the stairs at this point. Cause it sounds like there's like a fight going on or something. And I go, it gets to the top level of the stairs upstairs uh, by the bedrooms. And my brother is like, who did you let in the house? Somebody's in the house. Who did you just let in? I was like, I didn't let anybody in. What do you mean? He's like, somebody just ran up the stairs, pushed our sister out of the way, and then ran into our father's bedroom and slammed the door and then slammed the door to the the." adjoining bathroom to that room and so he is like so sure there's an actual person in the house he has a gun i'm
1: terrified i'm so scared right now they they saw like a full body human being
2: well the person was moving so fast that it was like a flash of something but it was enough that it pushed my sister out of the way Like she felt so. Whoever this
1: was, they needed to get in that bathroom, and they needed to get now.
2: Well, they went into my dad's room and slammed the door, but then also slammed another door, which we are assuming is the one to that connects to the bathroom. Um, Okay. And you can get to that bathroom like from the hallway, and it has a doorway to the bedroom. So there's like two doors to get into that bath bathroom, and they closed the doors to the bedroom. So like they were barricading themselves in the bedroom. Um, oh, so we know nobody's in the bathroom because we could see into it from the door that we have access to. Right. And so my brother's so sure there's a, an intruder that he's like grabbed his gun and he's like yelling, like, come out or I'm like going to shoot <laughs> basically. And I was like trying to reason with him. I'm like, there's like literally nobody. We know this house is haunted. And I'm like, nobody ran in behind me. Like I closed the door, I locked it and nobody came in. So we eventually like are like we just have to open these doors and check. And of course, lo and behold, when we open the doors, there's nobody in the room. It's just empty. And nobody's been in that room because it was my dad's bedroom and he has passed away. So like we don't use it at that time. It's just empty. Not a soul inside.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> do you think that it was your father?
2: Now, I don't know for sure. Now, there has been, like, um, my, di- my dad did have an incident with an intruder who tried to break into the house in, like, the early 80s, like, 1980 or 1981. And that person, he actually did have to shoot them through a door because they were had a gun and was trying to break into the house.
1: And, oh, my God.
2: Yeah. And so that person, like, nearly made it into the house and lost their life on our back door. From they, this incident, uh, Jocelyn, <laughs> I know I'm dropping bombs. So I'm like, it could it be related to that person who well, tried yeah, to actually I break into so. our home? That, that's that's listen, my guess. That's my guess.
1: That's my yeah. <laughs> I I'm just gonna be an irresponsible paranormal investigator and just say mm-hmm. that's that's our suspect here.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, and this person was like ready for a full home invasion. They're had like uh ropes and thing and duct tape and was like ready to tie up people in
1: our home. Oh um, my god!
2: Yes, and so I'm thinking maybe now that my dad wasn't around, they're like the guardian of the house isn't around. I could make it inside and like you know, but they're just a ghost
1: now, so they can't oh, do it. Like just waiting outside for decades, possibly. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was somebody that was aggressive. They were mm-hmm. on a mission. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Jocelyn! It's okay, creepy, tell, right? me more. tell me more. Tell me more. Okay,
2: okay. So um, this house has had a lot of activity that kind of happens in a similar place, and I found out from my mom that at one point before I was ever born, that she did try to get a psychic to come in and read the place. And the psychic stopped at the front door and was like, this is so charged, I don't even want to walk in through this space right here. And essentially described like a super highway of like an interstate, but maybe you'd say interdimensional highway, (laughs) expressway that they could travel up and down the whole house through this like channel that was um, also where I first saw my apparition in the story I told the last time I was on. So this is also the activity that that, that wind runner I call him, ran up the stairs. Um, so in that same place, uh, when you come in the front door, there's kind of like a foyer, I guess you can call it the stairs, so the upstairs. And beyond the wall, straight ahead is where there's a bathroom that also has a stairway to the basement. So that's important to know because I was in the downstairs of the house, and my sister's boyfriend. This is the '90s, by the way. If you want to cue up a song and lay it on later. Oh. It, was, <laughs> it was about 1999. Uh, and so, oh, oh,
1: yes. so this then, good 1999. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then my, um, so my sister's boyfriend was, comes out of the bathroom, and he's like, "Were you just?" like whispering into the bathroom door and I was like no like that's weird like why would I do that no I wasn't whispering into the bathroom door what did you hear and he said like something like hootie which we eventually shortened to hootie and sort of like hootie hootie we would call the ghost anyway so he oh, heard
1: something wait let <laughs> right. me find a 1999 hootie <laughs> and the bluefish song or
2: just anywhere in the general 90s it could be maybe this was 95 no, no it was probably no later than 97 so okay, yeah so okay. we called it hootie and he was like i could have sworn i heard somebody say hootie and so i was like okay this is weird so we have to go i'm like we have to go upstairs and tell my sister So we go up there like, oh, my God, you'll never guess what just happened. And I'm walking on my brother telling my sister that something just passed behind him in the mirror. He he was on the stairs checking himself in the mirror, and he sees something pass him. And the thing that passed him was going in the direction of the bathroom. So he sees something, goes to tell Molly, and then minutes later, we're running up there like, Dan just heard somebody whispering to him. So, we think it's the same ghost. Don't oh know what it looked God. like. Yeah.
1: But now, that ghost could be, like, because of this highway. It could just be exactly. anyone?
2: It could be just anyone. I think that this, like, the, the land there may be just, like, charged and, like, a little beacon that's attracting things from the other world now also i should mention like my mom had 10 kids so this is a house full of kids and it's supercharged because of all this oh kid my
1: energy god yeah jocelyn <laughs> like, like you, you said sell this as a movie
2: right like amityville poor but in berkeley california
1: <laughs> this is insane. Okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more.
2: Okay. So um, now this next story happened in Fresno. Um, I was house sitting for the same sister um, and her now not boyfriend, but husband. So my sister Molly and her husband Dan. Are, you know what? They may not have been married, but it doesn't matter. We are in the <laughs> early aughts <ops> now. So <laughs> 2005, let's say, cue Music. Um, okay. so You're then, going too quick. <laughs> you gotta lay it on later, laws. Do, okay. <laughs> Do it in post. <laughs> All right, so we're in Fresno, and Molly and Dan have gone out of town, and I am house sitting and dog sitting. Um, at this time. Uh, ghost hunters had just made it onto tv it was like the new big thing and of course i'm obsessed with those so they're obsessed with me i'm obsessed with them i'm watching every episode i can and i you know they talk a lot about batteries being drained and do 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 da 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 -da. and i guess it gave the coast in this house some good ideas because first the remote stops working oh yeah okay that sucks i gotta find some batteries um next then i go to the laundry room to like find batteries maybe or advanced laundry i don't know so i click on the light and the light goes on and immediately goes off i'm like oh this is cool um weird coincidence but I'd ignore it. I move on. Um, I then uh, go back to watching my ghost hunters and just sitting with the dogs, who also, like all week, have been watching things as if something is moving around the house, like close to the ground. And I think maybe a ghost cat might have lived there or something because they are watching something move around the house. And so, as I'm just chilling, Um, My sister has a collection of Simpson toys. You might remember these plastic Simpson toys that would go onto these bases and they would play sound bites from different episodes. Okay. So I hear one of those toys start to go off, like not just once, like several times. And it's singing. It's this episode with like the barbershop quartet. And I hear this baby on board, like over and over again. The song plays. And I'm like, what? I mean, I go inspect it. I don't know why it's happening. Um, and when my sister comes home and I tell her about this, she was like, that song only plays when there's a certain toy connected to it. And that toy was not on it. So whatever was playing it was like choosing the song, wanted to intentionally play that song. Her theory is it was an old woman who used to live there and is, like, from that era and had a cat. So it made sense why the dogs kept, like, looking like they were following a small animal with their eyes.
1: Weird.
2: Yeah. I'm obsessed (laughs) with what you said, like, the
1: idea of the ghost, like, okay, we've been doing this ghost thing for a while, we got to learn some new tricks. Like, <laughs> and then they hear it on TV like, oh, we could drain batteries.
2: Yeah. They're like, you know, I can get energy from that to make things happen. Okay. Yes. Thanks for the idea.
1: Totally.
2: So, yeah. That's, I think, so that's my theory. And that's not the first time I've had a ghost cat. I was um, house sitting again last year and I. Um, There were two cats there and I kept seeing like a third cat. I would see a third cat in the corner of my eyes. Like I'd see a cat move and I'd look over and there was nothing. And then I'd look to the other direction. The two cats are sitting next to each other just staring at me. And I swear I saw this cat sitting in a chair at one point and like move its tail. And I had to like wipe my glasses and be like, did I see a tail in that chair? Like what's happening?
1: Oh my God. Yeah, when I think about ghost animals which i certainly believe in of -hmm. course you like mainly hear dogs and cats because usually it's like people telling their stories of their pets or whatever but Mm -hmm. it makes me think like is the ocean filled with ghost fish and ghost sharks is the woods filled with ghost bears and deer like
2: it makes me wonder i don't know like i feel like there's also um Timelines that can get crossed Like wires can get crossed On timelines and like maybe Mm -hmm. things Kind of travel on To our Like like the residual stuff could just Be other You know quantum string theory like other things happening That kind of just made it over To our sog. so I don't know But, But cats in particular Are already like Have a history of being connected to Spirit world so mm-hmm. it could be that could be one reason why cats are a little bit more, um, you know, known to be like a, a, a ghost you see. And then dogs, I mean, we put so much energy and love into our dogs that we could be creating that imprint as
1: well. Oh, you know, Jocelyn with the theories, I have a lot of them, Roz. I- <laughs> I've
2: been trying to make sense of the paranormal world my whole life.
1: Yeah, I bet. I, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like a you have to be domesticated to be a ghost. I wonder if oh. that, you have to be spayed and neutered
0: <laughs> to be yeah. a ghost.
1: Um, OK, Jocelyn, we have a couple more minutes. You got anything else you want to throw at me? You want to blow um. my mind anymore?
2: <laughs> well, OK, yeah, I'll tell you um, a quick little thing about um, I guess I'll tell you about this. In the house I grew up in, things would kind of disappear. You'd you'd think you'd lost them. Um, And in one particular time, my sister Molly, again, she and I are like the ones that have the most ghost activity and connections. So, And I think it's the room she was in because this room is above the front entrance that had all that like ghost highway expressway. And she was playing in our dollhouse possibly with me and my sister, but I don't remember it. I was younger. So she was rearranging furniture. That's how we played. We move our furniture around and then put it reposition it in, you know, different spots. So we had this little bird cage and um, she sets the cage part down next to her because it always falls. So she just like, let me move that to the side and then move everything and put it back last. Once she got the living room all set up and was ready to add the little bird cage back into the room, It was gone. We looked for it everywhere. But, you know, kids lose stuff. You just forget about it eventually. But, uh, like, years later, she's a teenager living in that room. She finds the birdcage in the exact spot she left it on the floor.
1: What?
2: (laughs) Did it fall into another dimension and actually just time travel from then into the present? I don't know. Did a ghost take it and hide it? maybe, but it came back eventually. The dollhouse wasn't even
1: around
2: anymore, but when the birdcage finally came back. What? I know, is crazy? What is up with this house? I don't know. I can't tell you.
1: Yeah, I do like that. Like, the different dimensions crossing over. Like, that kind of a thing. It seems like the more stories I hear, the more I'm like, I could definitely see that being the case. do you is your family still in this house
2: um so right now it's being rented to friends of one of my brothers i asked my brother so because i can't imagine anybody living in there without having activity um and so i was like so what's happening are they being haunted and he said well one of his friends had an, uh, some like edible one night and like fell asleep on a couch. And when he like talked to his friend in the morning, he's like, oh, how'd you sleep? He's like, I didn't. The house was talking to me all night. And that's, that's the most I heard about it. So uh, I don't know what he heard exactly. But I was like a force.
1: Yeah. When funny. you live there, I mean, it's hard to answer this question, but would you say every day, once a yes. month? like Daily, what?
2: daily, daily. Daily. Every night when we were all in our bedrooms and all the lights are off downstairs, we've, tur- we've turned off the downstairs, as we might call it. You could hear chairs being dragged around in the kitchen. Um, And we have mismatched chairs. We have linoleum floors. So each chair had like a unique sound. You could kind of know which chair was being pulled. I remember laying my head on my bedroom floor, listening to the chairs being dragged around. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So very, very active. I would, so I would say daily because of that, but you know, maybe my child memory is amplifying it, but it was often. I, I, you know, I thought maybe, you know, with all the kid energy and other stuff, are we, like, poltergeisting ourselves? Are we just, like, amplifying the energy and, like, making it even crazier, so.
1: You guys were poltergeisting yourselves. Mm-hmm.
2: I have more theories, but not big stories to tell, so. I mean, maybe I can come back in the future if anything else happens to me, or I can elaborate on some of the other things I wrote in the email, but that's kind of oh, it. God.
1: Please, Jocelyn, this is such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you.
2: This you is have so nice great talking stories.
1: Um, yeah, next time something happens, hit me up. Okay, I will. I'll let you know. I am now joined by Sandra from Salem, Oregon, the other Salem. Hello, Sandra. Hello, I'm
2: so good. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I am obsessed with this email <laughs> you sent me. Now, I am going to quote the first line of this email. Uh, Sandra writes quote my entire life has been a ghosted shit show yeah let's get into this ghosted shit show
2: yes so i am uh, latina so there's that step one so my mom's from peru <laughs> <laughs> but also i'm a cashew so i'm catholic jewish so once you get religion mixed in there we all know it's just going to be a nightmare." So, um, okay. for me, my pinnacle. We'll start with the ghosts, and we ha- we have time. I have aliens too, which is fun. Got to have variety. Oh I know. So, yes. my favorite ghost story of my life is not actually mine. It's my mother's. So, they played the Ouija board at my grandparents' house. So, step one, not necessarily the best idea, but you know, they're young, they're having fun, so why not get a Ouija? So they play the Ouija board one night and my mom just wakes up. She wakes up in the middle of the night and she could just feel somebody watching her. And so she wakes up and she slowly looks at the end of her bed. And at the end of her bed is this girl. And she's in this white dress, like the typical MO, like it's Samara. She's in this white dress. She has this long black hair covering her face and she's like messing with buttons on a dress. So my mom, even to this day, can't handle any sort of like ghost, spookiness. She lives for it, but hates it and always says, like, tell me the stories, but don't let it happen to me. And so, of course, she's Uh just like, what the hell? So next to her nightstand, she grabs this ashtray or like a catch-all dish with like jewelry. And so she grabs it because she's like, I'm going to hurl it. It's going to happen. I'm going to close my (laughs) eyes really quick. So she closes her eyes really quick. And she opens them back up, gone. And my mom is just like, okay. Did she hurl it? No, she didn't have to hurl it. And she's like, okay, cool. We're in the clear, like everything's fine. So she goes back to sleep and she turns over. Guess who's in her bed next to her? The girl.
1: No. Yep. Yep. No. Right
2: next to her. So she she was 25 at this point, but she said she just jumps out of bed and runs and she has to sleep in her parents' room. For like three months, she wouldn't do it. But that is just my favorite story. And from then on, we, every house we lived in, because I've lived in about four different states, we've had something happen to us. Something little, something okay. crazy. So the first house in Texas, we all didn't talk about this. Wait a
1: second. I got questions. Yeah, I got notes. Go, go. I got yes. comments. Yeah, I've got concerns. I do My too. first thing, these, yeah. these girls... With the white dresses and the long dark hair, have ruined it for people like me. I can't wear white dresses. If I wear a white dress, I have to wear an updo because I'm afraid that people are going to hurl ashtrays at me.
2: Exactly. I know, Um, it's terrible.
1: Also, where was this little girl during the Ouija board session? Party's over, right? We called you,
2: yeah. It's we called done. you,
1: you didn't answer,
2: yeah. And
1: it's over. You you have nowhere else to be.
2: Exactly. I think honestly, where people go wrong with Ouija boards is they just don't close the session because my they still live in that house and it's still haunted my mom when she goes and visits will experience things every once in a while she'll p- see people out of the corner of her eye it just got has this like weird heavy vibe sometimes like she refuses to go upstairs at that house so like it still holds an aura it could, well i mean it's a ouija board you don't know what you're inviting in it could be the girl it could be her friends too she could be having a little slumber party up there we don't know
1: I mean, I've said this before. I'm not exactly anti Ouija boards. Right. I, I, I just think, think that they're not I, used it, it's- properly it's like the internet because yes. you could meet great strangers you could meet the worst people in the world exactly. you just have to yep. be careful you can't let everybody in just because just because someone slides into your dms and they're like hey i'm really nice <laughs> right you should send me twenty thousand dollars you're like oh well this person's nice i guess i should no yeah no, no. You Hard. have to be no. cautious and careful yeah yeah but yeah. you could make great friends too
2: yeah you could you could maybe she just wanted to be friends she needed someone to talk to ask if her outfit was cute or not i don't know but my mom wasn't here for it (laughs) so she just was like hard pass no and she decided well maybe we can cuddle it out and discuss it
1: yeah no no yeah and then that girl said this is my bed now great exactly and then your mom was out of there
2: exactly yep she just okay. lives rent free so, there. So then
1: you move around to other places and wh- what's happening then?
2: So in my house in Texas, the only thing I experienced was when I was a little girl, I would run down. We had like this kind of tur- L-shaped hallway. And when you would walk by the hallway, you would pass like the foyer entrance and then you would see the front door. And out of the corner of my eye, and of course I'm little, so I don't necessarily comprehend, I would always see this little girl just like crouched in her like formal living area next to a chair. Crouched? So yeah, she's just like in a, like a squat position. I'm not sure. And I will miss Like she's about to pounce, Possibly. Or she's kind of more so like watching was more the vibe that I got. And so I would always remember having to just close my eyes if I was like like walking down the hallway or running down the hallway past that foyer entrance. So flash forward to a couple of years ago, I'm sitting with my family and my cousin who came and stayed with us at the time. And he too is sensitive and has crazy stories. He um, was like, oh yeah, you know, the, the ghost in your house in Texas. And we all kind of looked at each other and we like, oh, you saw her too? I just saw her crouched. Everybody else in my family who saw her, she would just be walking around, but she would have this like almost tiptoe to her walk and she would just tiptoe on by. And we just all had seen this for years and no one said anything. And so we kind of just, you know, we're talking around the table at dinner one night and the ghost, the ghost girl was brought up. You know what? She didn't bug anybody. Everybody just saw her. That was really the only experience that they had with her. But still kind of funny when you can Um, come together uh and be like hey we all experienced something but no one wanted to say anything
1: totally you saw her too that's like such a scary ending line to like a horror movie Um, yes okay so what part of texas
2: um this was in richardson so just right outside of dallas
1: okay okay
2: and we've been back to Um, the house visiting and like It's not, no one lives in it. And it looks kind of like you, you can feel a vibe and an energy of the home and it just feels dark. So I don't know. I should probably do some research on some of these properties because we are like ghosts, but we don't know necessarily if there's anything that's happened on the land or in the
1: homes either. Why does nobody live in it?
2: I don't know. I have no idea.
1: I have an idea. I think it's little (laughs) tiptoe. Tanya.
2: (laughs) Yeah. hallway. no one wants to hang out with Tanya too. Just like my mom's ghost.
1: Yeah, the no open houses. Be- um. Okay, you had mentioned text messages from a deceased aunt. Yes. Can yes. you tell that story? I'm. I I'm can. so fascinated by that kind of a thing.
2: Yes. It's. It's not as it happened, but there's not too much of a long story to it. But it's still more like just sentimental to my family. So. My mom went down to Peru to go see family and I had a ill aunt, but not to the point where like, uh, we would think she was going to pass and she's passed unexpectedly. Um, and so we woke, my dad woke up one morning and all he had was a text from that aunt and it, her name was Magnolia and it was a flower and a crying emoji. And it was at like, you know, the witching hour. So like three something in the morning. And so my dad's like, oh, that's weird. So he ends up calling my mom, and she ended up passing that night um, in the middle of the night at, like, 1-something. So I think she was just trying to reach out and just say, hey, like, I'm here.
1: That is so wild.
2: I know. Yeah, so... That's
1: really cool. I mean, it's
2: interesting... I was sorry. The the most interesting thing is, is my dad tried to go back to look for that text message. Gone.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
2: He tried to go back to show us and it was gone.
1: It's like the, the ghosts you hear so much about are from the 1800s. Yes. Whatever. They've had their moment for a long time, but now as people pass, in like the current age that we live in I feel like we're only going to hear more stories like this.
2: Oh I know just where the the ghost and haunted DMs like we're just the only we're doomed it's going to happen and we'll see things in the most interesting ways but yeah my aunt's like I'll just send a quick text to everybody
1: That is fascinating and then the text was gone
2: Yeah and then the text was gone he tried to find it just to like screenshot it and show us because it was just the weirdest timing and it wasn't there anymore
1: So what are the alien stories?
2: Oh, yes. So on my dad's side, he has the aliens. So mom's side's ghosts, dad's side's aliens. And he had this. I, I know. It's like a little, it's mixed match. It's perfect. Yin and yang. So my dad had, and I think in the email I said great grandfather, but I got clarification. It was like a great uncle. His name is Stan Lynn. And he worked in the Mojave Desert with NASA, the space program. And he has written several books. And for the life of me, I've literally tried to find these books because I think it would just be so interesting. And he says he saw aliens out in the desert. And he was in a diner in West Texas at one point. He recognized one. And it's almost like a movie scene. So he recognized the alien. And they both ended up walking out of this diner. And then he just said, beam me up, Scotty, and was gone.
1: Wait, you're great grandpa or uncle man he went up there and never came back
2: well the alien did so they both saw each other in the diner they were oh, like hey okay. and he's like hey i know you you know me and so they both end up following each other out of the diner and i don't know what was what if there was a conversation or what but the alien was like beam me up scotty and he just shot up in the air and was gone but also the most interesting God, thing is okay He said it it was was human. He looked like a human, but he just knew it was an alien.
1: Yeah, I keep getting into these. I've been getting more into reading about this kind of a thing. And a lot of people do report that there's these aliens among us that just look like human. And it, of course, (laughs) it makes you think about like, oh, there is that one person I know that seems a little... Like I could see, I could see like if you told me that they were an alien, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, but so, OK, I thought when you first said this, that your uncle relative went up with him. I mean, but OK, no, the alien. But did. So you're saying he a spaceship appeared. I know. He just no. zoomed away.
2: He just zoomed away. There was no spacecraft or anything. It just, I know. Isn't that great? You can get out of any social situation that way.
1: That would be amazing. I know, Are you kidding me? I
2: would love that, to be quite honest.
1: Um, okay, so I'm jealous of that. Uh, have, you, have you had, like, alien-type things yourself?
2: No, I haven't. But I've spent a lot of time. My dad's from West Texas, so we go back and visit every once in a while. So I've spent a lot of time, you know, out in the open haven't experienced aliens, but I don't know if that's something I want to experience just because it's too unknown to me. Ghosts are ghosts. Like, mm. you, I know what to expect from that. But aliens, I don't know.
1: Right. Have you ever experienced Bucky's in Texas?
2: Okay. So literally my sister just went there with her fiance and I'm pretty concerned about what my Christmas presents are going to look like because I'm pretty sure it's all Bucky's. But yes, they experienced it and they loved it. They swear by it.
1: I personally know my friend Meg shout out to Meg a couple months ago was in Texas she came to visit me after and she brought me bags of these things called Bucky nuggets yes that are Mm -hmm. like I don't even know how you describe them they're like little balls of styrofoam that are the most addicting thing I've ever had in my mouth and I couldn't stop eating them And, um, now I've ordered them online and it's become a problem, but I believe it's a Texas thing.
2: I think so too. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a wonder out there is all I can say. I haven't been into one myself, but I can only imagine. Apparently there's everything and more in there. So.
1: It's good. Okay. Okay. Back to, back back to the task at hand. Um, All right. What else do you got for me?
2: Well, I guess I'm on the alien side. I can talk about my dad's experience. He had missing time. So him and a bunch of buddies were just driving around out in West Texas one evening. And my dad ends up falling asleep just in the car. Nothing crazy. So they wake up and he wakes up like an hour later and come to find out they got a wreck. And how the wreck ended up happening is the like weird thing so the damage on the car was front end damage so it's almost as if like they just front end like crashed into something but it's what it's texas we're not hilly out here but when he asked his friends in the car like what happened apparently like none of them remember the last that one entire hour and the damage on the front of the car was next to impossible. So my dad was like, "Okay, that literally makes no sense." We were driving on flat road. How did we? It's almost as if it, it like was scrunched up enough on the front end of the car. It's almost as if it like was like nose first, like literally vertical, and smashed. And I have an hour missing time. I can't explain it. Went back to the road. There was nothing there. And uh, yeah. He may have been beamed up for like half a second and just brought back down, but a little bit violently.
1: Were they hurt at
2: all? No, no, they weren't hurt. They all kind of just, you know, I want to say fell asleep, but they all ironically fell asleep for that one hour and then the front end damage.
1: Yeah, so they definitely beamed him up. Said, okay, we're gonna drop you down all nicely. And then, some one of the aliens was new to doing that and <laughs> yeah. messed up a little bit, exactly. Front of the car went right into the ground.
2: Yeah, the intern and had then control they got out of
1: there. Mm-hmm. The, and intern, then the, the intern, the alien intern, first day at the job, <laughs> working so hard, unpaid, I'm sure.
2: Yeah,
1: oh, well, that's know. a good story, yeah. Okay, what about, um, God, there's so much stuff we could go over here. There's um, your skeptic friend's dog.
2: Yes. What is this story? Okay, so my best friend at the time, she had just lost her grandpa. So I went over to her dad's house to hang out with their, you know, console. And they have this dog, LT, um, and he is deaf. So anytime he barked, it was like at the loudest decibel. Like he just didn't understand how loud he was barking. So we were sitting in the living room watching TV and he would stand at the end of the hallway to the bedrooms and just bark like crazy bark. And anytime we tried to pull him away, he had that like watching, like ears perked, like something was down that hallway. And she would keep getting up, walking down the hallway, standing at the end of the hallway and be like, LT, there's literally nothing down there. And so for me, being the the ghost person, I'm like, you got a spirit. There's something literally standing down there. And so we would both, I was like, no, the vibes are off, bro. I got to go. I did. I left her. She's like, you're seriously going to leave me? I'm like, absolutely. I got to go. But it was creepy because, like, at the end of the hallway, they had this, you know, this cross and, like, some, like, religious images and imagery. And he just, he wouldn't leave the hallway alone. And I had to go. I was not about to find out what was down there. So, I left her and the dog.
1: (laughs) Are they okay?
2: Yeah, they're fine. We're just not friends
1: anymore. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else you want to add? I
2: do. Her story is kind of crazy. So she at the time was dating this shitty boyfriend and she never believed. She was a skeptic. She's like, I'm not sure. I guess I would believe it when I see it. And so her boyfriend at the time lived in this duplex with roommates. And all of their time, they would spend downstairs in like this den area. And when they would come back up, it was poltergeist. The kitchen door, like doors would be open. The drawer doors would be open. Everything would be open in the kitchen. And she, would, when she first experienced that, she was like, okay, that's a little weird. But they all kind of joke there's a ghost in the house. So like, they could just be messing with each other. And then it escalated to the point, like she would stay over there and then she would call me and she's convinced someone was in the house, like s- several phone calls. And she's like, I have an ashtray in my hand. I'm going to chuck it if I see something, but there's someone, there's someone in the house. I would drive over there. No one was there, but she was convinced. But where it like pinnacle for her, I was taking a test down at in college and my phone was vibrating. And I'm like, what in the heck? I wonder if it's an emergency, but my phone just kept vibrating. It was text message after text message. So I get out of my final, I have these novel text messages. And apparently her boyfriend had left for work in the morning and she was laying in bed and she heard Kelsey in her ear. Someone whispered her name in her ear and she froze. She's like, what the heck? There's nobody here. Then she says she feels You know, when you feel like a dog or a cat or someone leap up on the bed, like that type of movement and pressure, she felt something Uh leap up on the bed and then instant pressure on her. She couldn't move, but there was no one there. So when she finally Uh got up, I know when she finally got up, she ran out of the house, no pants, no shoes, what purse, it's not going to happen. Got in her car. She managed to at least grab her keys and she bailed. And then on, she's just an immediate believer. She said it was the most unsettling experience, and she just felt like she had to get out. But for me, it's the, Did- like, jumping on the bed movement. Like, it was, like, almost animalistic. It wasn't just a cute little, yeah. let me let me sit on the edge of the bed and give you a, a nice little warm hug. No, it was, something was after her.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, did she continue to live there?
2: No, she's like, I'm not going to come visit. If you want to come see me, you can come to my place.
1: <sighs> I hate that. I
2: do, too. and I'm just like, I think experiences are cool. I don't have to my, too many myself. But I've always just been like, do your own thing on your own time. Tell me about it because I believe it. Just don't mess with me because I won't be able to sleep. <laughs>
1: well what needs to happen is people need to tell you their ghost stories and then you need to tell me
2: exactly yes
1: specifically from you You yes you give me the tea whatever's (laughs) going on where you live ask around and then report back to me I am on
2: it you got it yes I can for sure do that (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, Sandra. I hope you come back. You crack me up. You're really fun. Um, this was great. Thank you. Yes,
2: thank you so much for having me.
1: I've been ghosted too. Oh my god! I am joined by somebody that is so close yet so far away. Not that far whatsoever in West Hollywood, California. Joining me from Zoom today, it is Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hi, Roz. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh my God, I'm so good. You sent me this email about a historic West Hollywood hotel and I want to hear all the spooky juice. What do you got for us? So the hotel's called the Sunset Tower Hotel. If, um, if they used to
0: host the Vanity Fair Oscar parties there, they hosted a bunch Ooh. of like... Um, it's like where you would go to see and be seen, if you wanted to see celebrities, you would go to the Tower Bar. And you could easily see... Uh, like Mel Gibson there or
1: whatever, because it's just such- Mel Gibson. Yeah,
0: like it's like it's like an A list hotel. Like
1: okay, I know that. So that's why I've never been.
0: <laughs> um, well, it, it's actually fairly affordable for what for what it is, because it's 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 just just because it's historic and it's quote unquote five stars. That that's what makes it uh, like real bougie. But the chateau is a lot nicer than it, in my opinion
1: yeah i'm I've always been kind of a chateau girl I used to spend a lot of time over there mm, if those walls mm, oh you're like okay <laughs> you're a type
0: but yeah so, but
1: oh, don't people live in the sunset tower as well or am I just making that up
0: oh uh, they used to because it used to be an, an, uh, an apartment building like in the nineteen and then 1920s 1930s it was an apartment building and um mm. I know that like uh like like mobsters and stuff used to house their mistress, mistresses there. And, um, and they, like they had like, there was, and there's rock stars that lived there. And there's a lot of like a, a lot of old stories about things that would happen, um, in the hotel.
1: Now I might be mistaken, never take facts from me, but I believe this documentary that I love called sunset strip. Have you ever seen it?
0: I have not, but I I'm I'm probably have have over like read some of the stories that were probably in it because once I start experiencing things in the hotel, I I, I deep dive at the hotel really deep.
1: Oh my god! Well, this documentary it's really good, and it's just about the Sunset Strip, and like it it highlights certain places on the Sunset Strip, and just lots of like famous people telling stories about each place or whatever. And I'm quite sure that they do a part about this hotel and i want to say that sharon stone said that she lived there but maybe i'm wrong
0: they will they, they do have like like little villas and stuff like that
1: um which one of the stories is about one of the villas and a
0: housekeeper and scratches and stuff but um there people can use it as long-term like I guess longish term residences like a person by the name of uh, Selena Gomez stayed there for a while where her house was getting renovated. I only know this...
1: A person by the name of (laughs) Selena Gomez. I
0: I only know this information because my old best friend used to work at the front desk and he would tell me all the people who checked
1: in. Got it. Okay. (laughs) So we know that at least a person named Selena Gomez and a person named Mel Gibson have been to this hotel... Tell us more. Why is it said What do you know?
0: So I used to work at a, a salon, spa, med spa inside the hotel called Cure, um, and the now it's now Mansion Fitness, and I believe it's now in like another another uh, skincare kind of place where the spa level was. But um, it actually used to be John Wayne's old apartment. So and it had like a giant giant terrace. Um, Which I guess he used to uh, uh, like house a cow on the terrace, Um, and so, and so when I when ever I would work there, I basically like closed down the uh, closed down the the store, and everyone would go home at about like maybe six o'clock, and I would I would stay till around like eight o'clock for like late late, like last minute spa appointments or just anything that we need to get done, and. Whenever the stylist or the staff would leave, there was a door that led to the patio, um, and it was on, like a long hallway, and then it had like a door that you had to like push, and the door like if you some of those doors that, like that you that you have to like slam shut, and once it's slam shut, you have to like kind of like push it up cause it's a heavy door.
1: Mm-hmm. And well, so it's a, for a cow, you don't want a cow to get through. True, true. You did that cow, yeah. Um. But so with,
0: what I would so I would lo- I would lo- basically lock up the store every, every night before like right people would leave, and so um, it got to a point where like the the next day when I come into work, the hotel like security would be like, hey, you left the you left the um the patio door open, and I'm like, no, I closed the patio door. I know I closed the patio door, and then they're like, well, that it was wide open. And so it got to the point where I would, when I would close it, I would literally write down, I'd write down, like, closed door at this time. And like, I would keep track of the times that I close the door. And without fail, every single night, the door would just miraculously open and like be all the way open by the morning. Cause I guess- Was there a camera on it? No, there's there's no cameras. Uh, it's Ugh. since the hotel's like super like, uh, I guess really, really private. Like even in even in the in the restaurant, you can't have your phone out. You can't. There's no cameras and no videos, and you can't record in there. And there's NDAs mm. when you work there.
1: Um. So. Are we'll, you allowed to be telling me any of this?
0: Oh well, I'm 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 well outside of my in my my employment with them. So.
1: Okay. Okay. But yeah, this sounds like when ghosts are just like gas lighters, like. Just trying to get people in trouble, you know, you can't do anything, you can't explain it away, but the ghost is just, like, having the time of their life getting you in trouble at work. <laughs> True. It's messed up.
0: I, and uh, there came, like, a certain time where I was. I would be, I, I started talking to him. Of course he's not going to talk back, but...
1: Um, when you say him, are, are you assuming this is John Wayne? Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm assuming it's John Wayne, and the reason why he's he's opening the door is because he's going to milk his cow.
1: Oh, interesting! Was there a cow ghost?
0: Um, I did not see any, any, uh, or hear any mooing, any ghost mooing, but um, because does I, a I cow would,
1: ghost if, say moo or boo? I was, I, I would think boo. Move. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, this is the dumbest show. We're gonna get canceled. Like they're gonna, the network's gonna pull this show off the air. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so okay, got it. So we think it's John Wayne. Did other people have experiences with John Wayne's ghost?
0: Um, the n- next girl that would that would close when I when I got a little bit more seniority, she would have exact same issue. She would close the door and it would be open the next day. And I told her, I was like, write, write it down. Like, write down when you close it so that you know that you closed it. And then watch it be open. And without fail, it was always open.
1: What the hell? I, you would think that the staff would know that that's, like, a ghost thing. You would
0: think, but a lot of, a lot of people, would like, didn't didn't buy it. They were just like, you forgot to close it. And I'm like,
1: okay, that's, that's cool. I've thought before about working at a haunted place and, like... You know, if it's well known that it's haunted and all my management team would know that it was haunted, like, what could I get away with and blame on a ghost? You know what I mean? Like, they could easily be like, hey, uh, we noticed a lot of toilet paper rolls and paper towels and cleaning supplies keep going missing. And then you just be like, I think it was John Wayne, to be honest with you. I know. I think it was John Wayne's ghost.
0: I know. He didn't even that toilet paper. In the afterlife.
1: Like late every day this week. I know. It's cause you don't understand. John Wayne got in my way. That's what I would do. That would actually
0: be very, very good because I'm late to everything. So that would that would be the most <laughs> perfect,
1: perfect excuse. Okay. So what else was happening there? So
0: aside from that, um, like I had mentioned before, my best friend used to work in the at the front desk of the hotel and and um I guess there's a little boy in like nine, maybe like nineteen thirties kind of style clothing. And whenever uh, guests would check in with children, especially like if they had like late night check ins. Um the little kid... I thought
1: you just said late night chickens. Okay. I'm, my mind is on the farm right now. <laughs> I mean the hotel. Late that night check ins. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, so whenever there's like late night and they haven't had children, they're I guess the kids would always, he, he said, like without fail, if they had kids and it was late night, especially, that the kids would be like, "Oh, can I go play with it with with what's with this other kid by the pool?" Because I guess like they were like they, like like there was another kid, because the, like the hotel lobby is kind of like around the corner from the restaurant, and then the restaurant leads directly into the pool area, so they're all fairly close because the lobby's tiny, tiny, tiny little lobby. And so um, whenever they'd be like, oh, um, they'd ask about the, 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 this little boy. Why is our little boy and left unattended in the restaurant or in the, by the pool? And um, he just had to pretend like, oh, that's there's you there's, oh, must be wrong. But I guess there was a little boy that was trying to get kids to play with him. Uh,
1: oh, late my night. God. Hell no. I would not go anywhere near a pool with a ghost boy.
0: Yeah. And they, so like, and it was, it was, it was known to the, to the front desk staff that about like people would, would see things or experience things or like they get spooked. Um, and they'd ask them about like, has this ever happened before. And so they just had to kind of like play it off like, Oh no, that ne- that's never happened. And just kind of like, like just kind of brush it under the rug. But they all, they all knew that there was like
1: other happenings there. Oh my God! See, I wish that they would be like, "Yeah, that's the little ghost boy. You just saw a yeah. ghost. Welcome to Hollywood." Yeah,
0: that I would think that too, especially because the owner of the hotel, um, he he's he's very uh, I guess eccentric. So I would I would think that he would want um, like the notoriety of having a, a haunted hotel. But I guess he doesn't, he did not, he would not allow any ghost hunters in the hotel. He would not allow any like filming of like any, any kind of shows in there, like none of it. So no one ever got to like actually investigate things. It was all like, oh, like I had a feeling or I, I saw this or stuff like that.
1: I'll get down to the bottom of it. You said it's affordable. You still get a discount?
0: Uh, I do not, because I do not know anybody. That, oh, actually, I do still know someone that works there. She actually works front desk now. So yes, I probably could get a discount.
1: Okay, I might have to get in there. I'll be milk and cow ghosts. I'll be hanging out with the little boy. I'll figure it out.
0: Okay, when when you do tell me, tell me if, if I was if my if my intuition was correct that it was John Wayne and a cow.
1: Okay, <laughs> wait. So what about the rooms? Are the rooms haunted?
0: Um, so we used to have, uh, we used to have two housekeepers that were, that were specifically for the, the, my, my office, my, my store. And, um, they, they worked it, they worked in a pair because, um, they didn't like to be in the, in like the massage suites by themselves. Like, especially after hours or like, just like in general, because, um, I guess one of the, the main one, like the, like the lead, uh, housekeeper she's she had gotten like scratched before and she didn't rub up against anything she wasn't like she just smoothly was in the was in one of the uh, massage suites and she said that she just felt like a sharp scratch on her and then she saw she saw scratch and she wasn't staying next to anything
1: no yep you, you can't have a haunted massage room Because, actually, I remember talking about this with another person on the show one time. Like, if your face is down, you don't have your clothes on, that is so vulnerable. That is not okay for a ghost to be able to be in that room.
0: That's true. And then especially because, like, you're naked and then you get scared, then where do you run to?
1: Where do you run? And (laughs) then they scratch you?
0: Yeah, I, I, I had never heard about anything, like, I guess... Being harmful to people until until I was told. I guess that happened, and I guess that that's kind of a natural occurrence for the housekeepers.
1: They just get scratched left and right. Yeah, that's not okay. Those people work hard. <sighs> well, are there any other stories about this place?
0: Mm, I'm trying to think. Oh, yes. So since the hotel had a lot of guests, um, there would be uh, like mediums that would like check in, I guess like not kind of like a Sylvia Brown kind of, kind of people. Um,
1: okay.
0: Uh, not necessarily Sylvia Brown people, but people like her that had books like her. Um, so uh-huh. I guess there was a, a medium that checked his hotel and she came down to get a massage and she was kind of like really unnerved when she came and she checked in, and then I guess she was like kind of like really anxious um, as she was walking walking down to the uh, to the lower level to where the massage uh, like where the spa was, and a massage therapist asked her like what what are you okay what's wrong she and then she's like I don't mean to scare you but there's a lot of people here that don't know that they're dead. And that's, that freaked in that freaked the massage therapist out. And she she eventually kind of she didn't do the whole the whole time because she was kind of was too anxious and you know, thanks the energy was too much for her. But, but yeah, I guess there's a lot of people that are in the hotel that, that are just living their best life.
1: But she wasn't talking well, I don't think they're not alive, that's the problem. But she was talking about the massage room. Specifically or just in general?
0: She was talking about just like in general as she was walking through the hallways to get to the massage room.
1: Oh okay. People always okay. hanging out. Okay, because I'm just picturing a bunch of dead people staring at me getting a massage. <laughs>
0: That's really invasive.
1: Yeah. Well, Andrew, this is great. I loved hearing about this. Um now I'm really excited to go. I actually really want to, I want to check this place out. It sounds cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's really, the rooms are really, really like, they're like, it's kind of like super old Hollywood. So if you're into, if you're into historic, historic stuff and uh, like old Hollywood like glamour kind of things, it's, it's the, it's the place to be.
1: Thank you so much to Jocelyn, Sandra and Andrew. Again, that could be you, ghostedbyraz at GML.com. Hey, can you subscribe to the show? It's my holiday wish. Tell your friends about it and rate it five stars wherever you can. Give me a nice little five-star review. Say some nice things about me or put a ghost story in there. Also, hey, if you don't want to talk to me, I get it. It's weird being on a podcast if you want me to read your story, you could even do it anonymously. I don't care. Just send me an email or put it in a five-star review. We also have that Facebook group, which is super cute. That's just called Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. Whatever. There's a lot of ways you could get me a ghost story. I would just say don't do it on, like, Instagram because I, I just get lost. It gets lost in all the messages. Um, anyway... Guys, speaking of, I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. TikTok, Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. I'll be back next week. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!